Welcome to the everyday chant, Srimad Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam call. Today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace Jayasri Mataji from New Vrindavan. Mataji will enlighten us from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 10, Shloka number 6. Hare Krishna Mataji, please take over the call when you are ready. Okay, good morning everyone, can you hear me? Yes, Mataji, we can. Very good. Um, I just want to say it's it's such an honor to be able to get up in the morning and associate with people that are not only worshiping the Lord, but respectful to one another. We see how the outside society is especially in America, people think they have to be rude and pushy and show everyone how great they are. And an assembly of devotees is humbly addressing each other and recognizing each other and appreciating each other and this knowledge from the great souls. It's just such a, such a rare opportunity we have. Okay, so uh, we are hearing from the beautiful Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 10, Text Number 6. Sat is divine grace, Ishi Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Kija. 
Jayam Vishnupad Paramahansa Parvijakacharya Stratera Satis Divine Grace Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Srila Prabhupada Kijai Anantikorta Vaishnava Nikijai Namacharya Srila Haridas Thakur Kijai Prem Sri Kaho Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Nanda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasudhi Gorbhakta Vrindikijai Sri Sri Radha Krishna Gogopina Shama Kunda Radha Kunda Giri Govardhan Kijai Shri Vrindavan Dham Ki Jai, Navadweep Dham Ki Jai, Ganga Maya Ki Jai, Jamuna Maya Ki Jai, Bhakti Devi Ki Jai, Srimati Tulsi Devi Ki Jai, Samaveda Bhakta Vrindi Ki Jai, All Glories to the Asama Devotees, All Glories to the Asama Devotees, All Glories to the Asama Devotees, All Glories to Sri Guru and Sri Guru and All Glories to Shri Can I please request people to mute so we don't hear anything kids breathing telephones it's a good idea i think thank you so much om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya so again shrimad bhagavatam canto 5 chapter 10 Text number six. We are in the canto, or the uh, sorry, the chapters about Jad Bharat. So here we are, continuing on in his illustrative pastimes. Do we have our Sanskrit person on the call? Yes, Mataji. Thank you. <laughs> kind of you. <laughs> Thank you. Aho kashtam rattavya vyaktamu muru pashritan parisharanto dirigam dwan ek eva uhivana suchiram niti pivana sahana nado jarasa chopadruto bhavana sakheno eva para ete sangatina iti bahu vipralabdho vyavidya rachita dravya guna karma shaya svacharam kalevare vastuni sansthana visheshe ham mametya dhyarapo ropi nithya prapatyayo brahma bhutas tushni Shivikam Purva Vaduvaha. Hare Krishna is a big long shloka. That was a really long shloka. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. Welcome, Mataji. Hare Krishna. Synonyms. Aho. Alas. Kastam. How troublesome it is. Bharat, my dear brother. Vikritam. Clearly. Uru. Very much. Sorry very much. Prasirantaha fatigued. Dear Gram, a long Advanam path, Eka alone, Eva certainly. Yuvan, you have carried Sutram for a long time. Na, not. Ati Privi, very strong and stout. Na, nor. Samanaha Agraha. 
having a firm, tolerant body. Jarasa, by old age, cha also. Upadrita, dis disturbed. Bhavan, yourself. Sake, my friend. No, Eva, not certainly. Apare, the other. Iti, all these. Sangritaha. Sang. Gatana. <laughs> Co workers, E.T., thus. Bahu, very much. Vipra la badaha. Sarcastically criticized, Api, although. Avidyaya, by Nations. Rachita, manufactured. Dravya guna karma asya. In, the, in a combination of material elements, material qualities, and the results of past activities and desires. Sva karma kalevre. In the body which is moved by the subtle elements, mind, intelligence, and ego. Avastutuni. In such physical things, samastana visesha, having a particular disposition, aha mama, I and mine, iti in this way, anadraya rupita, not interposed, mitaya false, prayaya. Belief, Brahma Buddha, who was self-realized standing on the Brahma platform, to sinim, being silent, sabikam, the palaquin, pravat, as before, uvacha, uvaha, carried. Translation, King Rahugana told Bharat Maharaj. How troublesome this is, my dear brother. You certainly appear very fatigued because you have carried this palaquin alone without assistance for a long time and for a long distance. Besides that, due to your old age, you have become greatly troubled. My dear friend, I see that you are not very firm nor very strong and stout. Aren't your fellow carriers cooperating with you? Such arrogance. Purport. In this way, the king criticized Judge Brat with sarcastic words. Yet, despite being criticized in this way, Judge Brat had no bodily conception of the situation. He knew that he was not this body, for he had attained a spiritual identity. He was neither fat nor lean nor thin nor had he anything to do with a lump of matter, a combination of five gross and three subtle elements. He had nothing to do with the material body and its two hands and legs. In other words, he had completely realized his spiritual identity, Aham Brahmasmi. He was, therefore, unaffected by the sarcastic criticism from the king. Without saying anything, he continued carrying the palaquin as before.
Judd Barrett was completely liberated. He did not even care when the Dakowitz attempted to kill his body. He knew that he certainly was not the body. Even if the body was killed, he would not have cared, for he was thoroughly convinced of the proposition found in the Bhagavad Gita. Nadhyate hridaymane sri. He knew that he could not be killed, even if his body was killed. Although he did not protest, the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his agent could not tolerate the injustice of the Dakots. Therefore, he was saved by the mercy of Krishna, and the Dakots were killed. In this case, while carrying the palaquin, he also knew that he was not the body. This body was very strong and stout, in sound condition and quite competent to carry the palaquin. Due to his being freed from the material bodily conception, the sarcastic words of the king did not affect him at all. The body is created according to one's karma, and material nature supplies the ingredients for the development of a certain type of body. The soul the body covers is different from the bodily construction. Therefore, anything favorable or mischievous done to the body does not affect the spirit soul. The Vedic injunction is Asangohi Ayam Purusha. The spirit soul is always unaffected by material arrangements. Om Aganit Timurandasya Gananjana Salakaya Chakstur Melitangena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha. I was born in the darkness of ignorance, and my spiritual master opened my eyes. With his torchlight of knowledge, I offer my respectful obeisances unto him. When will Rupa Goswami Srila Prabhupada, who has established within this material world, the mission to fulfill the desire of Lord Chaitanya, give me shelter. When will Sri Rupa Goswami Prabhupada, who has established within the material world, the mission to fulfill the desire of Lord Chaitanya, give me shelter under his lotus feet. I offer my respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of my spiritual master and unto the feet of the Vaishnavas. I offer my respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of Srila Rupa Goswami along with his elder brother Sanan Goswami as well as Raghunath Das, Raghunath Bhatta, Gopal Bhatta, and Sri Jiva Goswami. I offer my respectful obeisances to Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda along with the Doita Acharya Gadadhar Srivas and all other associates. I offer my respectful obeisances to Srimati Radharani and Sri Krishna along with their associates. Oh my dear Krishna, you are the friend of the distressed and the source of creation. You are the master of the gopis and the lover of Radharani. I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. I offer my respectful obeisances to Radharani, whose bodily complexion is like molten gold, and who is the queen of Vrindavan. You are the daughter of King Vrishavanu, and you are very dear to Lord Krishna. 
I offer my respectful obeisances unto the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord. They can fulfill the desires of everyone just like desire trees and they are full of compassion for all the conditioned souls. I offer my obeisances to Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Adoita Gadadhar and Sri Vas. So we hear those prayers, those beautiful prayers in Sanskrit every day and um, that was the English translation of them which I think is nice sometimes to actually understand what we're saying in English. So we see that the king, because he is a very materialistic person, he is only seen on the material platform. Judd has disrupted his easy journey and so Fortunately, he didn't punish him, but he certainly chastised him with very sarcastic words that would make anyone generally react, possibly with their own sarcastic words, back to the king. And at that point, the king probably would have done more, taken more serious steps. But we see that Judd was just totally quiet because he was not identifying with his body, right? He had already done that and he learned from his mistake. He was a great king, he was a great devotee and he was detached enough to give up everything, his kingdom and everything, to go to the forest and seek that final advancement but somehow or other he made a misstep and he became attached to a deer right and then he took birth as a deer but he got the message that that was not the way to go so he gave up all association of all other deers and he went and he just listened to the Bhagavatam and heard from the great souls. So when he took his birth again, he was careful not to do this again. So in this situation, he had attained his full consciousness. He had made it so that he would not be attached to any person's family designation, bodily designation, and he had attained a very high spiritual position so that he was not attached to the body. So when the king was talking to him in quite a disrespectful way, Judd was not connecting on that level. And so it had no impact on him at all. He had transcended um, this bodily concept altogether. So uh, this is basically what we're trying to get to, right? We're not trying to join a club. We're not trying to gain advancement materially within the association of an organization of devotees. We are actually trying to become detached materially 
so that we are not connected to this body. So the unfortunate situation of being connected to this body, sure there may be some fame, but there's certainly a lot of pain and so many things we don't want to be connected with. So this path of devotion is given to us. So we, we sometimes see people, actually unfortunately often, we see people that are claiming to be renounced and detached. But um, it's really not something that one can pretend. For one to actually be advanced and detached, he has to have achieved a high spiritual platform. When we first started many years ago, you know, we were all new fledgling disciples of Srila Prabhupada. And some people thought, oh, I will just give up my wife and family. I'm going to become renounced. Um, and in some cases, Prabhupada let them go that way. But in other cases, probably more than we know about, Prabhupada did not let them go that way. Because there's a difference between giving up your actual duty and becoming renounced. And we saw in a number of cases when people tried this renounced platform immaturely, they ended up, I don't want to say falling down, but basically falling down and getting back into a material entanglement because what? They weren't really situated transcendentally, which is what we're talking about here. It's not really renunciation just to give up everything and still be mentally and emotionally attached and materially attached still. Detachment actually means that one reaches a higher spiritual platform. How does he do that? He does that by devotional um, situation. He becomes situated devotionally. So one can be in householder life like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, but he can be totally detached because he's spiritually advanced. So, how? We need to develop a higher taste, right? It's not just a matter of how many rounds we chant. It's not a mechanical thing. Oh, I went to the temple five times this week. I chanted this many rounds. Okay, that's, that's our process and it's glorious. But it's not all in all. We actually have to develop that taste, that attachment for for Krishna, for his service, for becoming actually renounced from material things, passion, lust, um, desire to lord it over, you know, all the things that have contaminated our hearts. These are things we're becoming detached from by developing devotion and love and respect for others right? This is what we're looking for. And that's through a higher taste. 
Bhagavad Gita in the fourth chapter, the embodied soul may be restricted from sense enjoyment, though the taste for sense enjoyment remains. But ceasing such engagements by experiencing a higher taste, he is fixed in consciousness. All right, so we need to, in the beginning, basically give up our material attachments. But there, that attachment may still be there in our heart. But we've made a first step, right? Instead of going to the cinema and to the club and the naked dance, as Prabhupada would say, we're going to the temple. We're going to festivals. We're, we're traveling to uh, Sadhu Sangha. We're going to New Vrindavan for 24-hour kirtan. We're, we're changing our direction. And this is like the first step. And this is glorious. And, and again in the Bhagavad Gita, unless one is engaged in devotional service to the Lord, mere renunciation of activities cannot make one happy. The sages purified by works of devotion achieve the supreme without delay. So simply renunciation isn't what we're looking for. We need to use our spiritual intelligence. We need to renounce those things that are unfavorable for our devotional service and accept those things that are, that are positive and good for our devotional service. Right here in the Nectar of Devotion, in Chapter 18, there is a little section on detachment. <clears throat> the senses are always desiring sense enjoyment, but when a devotee develops transcendental love for Krishna, his senses are no longer attracted by material desires, right? Experience and a higher taste. This state of mind is called detachment. There is a nice example of this detachment in connection with the character of King Bharat in the fifth canto, 14th chapter, verse 43 of the Srimad Bhagavatam. It is stated, Emperor Bharat was so attracted by the beauty of the lotus feet of Krishna that even in his youth he gave up all kinds of attachments to family, children, friends, kingdom as though they were untouchable stools. Emperor Bharat provided a typical example of detachment. He had everything enjoyable in the material world but he left it. This means that detachment does not mean artificially keeping oneself aloof and apart from the allurements of attachment. Even in the presence of such allurements, if one can remain unattracted by material attachments, he is called detached. In the beginning, of course, a neophyte devotee must try to keep himself apart from all kinds of alluring attachments, but the real position of a mature devotee is that even in the presence of allurements, he is not at all attracted. This is the actual criteria for detachment. So we see that in this case, Bart was in a situation that he could have done so many things, but he stuck to the course and he remained detached. He was meditating on his Lord. And circumstantially, he had become the carrier of the king. Of course, we know in 
in the future of the story why he he was put there by Krishna to teach to teach the king but um, this type of detachment was because of his attachment to Krishna and his attachment to devotion and devotional service and we see many examples of this right we see uh, Prahlad Maharaj Prahlad Maharaj he had become attached to Krishna he was given an opportunity in the womb to hear from Narada Muni the glories of Krishna and he became very attached and then when he came out he was not attached at all to his position as the son's king he wasn't attached to the kingdom he was attached to Krishna and what happened when his father found out his father put him in so many precarious situations but Prahlad was not affected because he was attached to Krishna and he was praying and he was meditating and so all these terrible situations didn't affect him Haridas Thakur right Haridas Thakur the Namacharya he was extremely attached to devotional service to the holy name and it so much so that when his life was put into difficulty and he was given a choice to stop his chanting or suffer the consequences he said I'm sorry I can't and then he was beaten brutally beaten in so many marketplaces and anyone else would have died the first beating but he was absorbed in his devotion it means that devotion is real real devotion is real it really detaches us these aren't just stories this is these are showing us the future if we go in the direction we're going in then we become detached this is what we're looking for no one wants to suffer and how do we do that we become detached by becoming attached by learning love by learning all of these wonderful devotional qualities and doing devotional service in such a way very intentionally chanting our rounds intentionally hearing intentionally reading intentionally intentionally not intentionally intentionally living our life in such a way that we are focused on the goal and this is the goal to become detached really and attached to love and to Krishna to devotion so another example is Srila Prabhupada Prabhupada lived his life in such a way that nothing got in the way of his devotional service to his spiritual master and to Krishna his life was always centered around Krishna consciousness and although his family wasn't so inclined Prabhupada tried but at a certain point he had to renounce he had a mission and he had to renounce 
and he wasn't going to stay in family life out of that type of duty. He took the higher path of duty to follow his spiritual master. The instructions given to him by a spiritual master. And we see when we came across Srila Prabhupada's life, how he was so empowered and how this movement is still so empowered to reach thousands and thousands of people in a world that is so turbulent. We don't know from one day to the next what the situation will be. And he's given a, a whole society that's empowered to help us continue on that path back to home, back to Godhead. To give us that freedom and that love and that devotion that we're really yearning for. And we could see by Prabhupada's own example of his departure from this body. If we, if we could not have to die, how many of us would vote for that? I'm sure all of us. Who wants to die? It's like you get really sick and you're thinking, uh-oh, is this cancer? Is this? And then you hear so many different people, young people even. They're getting cancer. They're dying. Or they're so sick or they have a heart attack or COVID. It's like, what is our, what a mess we're in. Right? How many of us would like to avoid death? But Prabhupada showed don't be afraid. Continue on in this path. Take it seriously. And you can get to the point where death is just like a, what is it, like crossing over the water and the footprint of a calf. It's just another step to another realm of devotion for us. That is definitely something to aspire for and to live our life with the direction. Give me one second. I've got to turn off my oatmeal. I added more water, but it was going to burn. So it's our good fortune to have a mission in life. It's our good fortune to have a direction. Our focus is on like the tightrope walker who crosses over Niagara Falls. He's focused on one point. Our focus is on the goal. Our life is lived with our focus on the goal. So everything can come within that as much as possible. And we have to be patient with ourselves. You know, we are, in many cases, just starting off in our devotional service. But that's glorious. Okay, we fall down, we get up. Okay, we fall down, we get up. And when someone else falls down, we help them up. That's what we're doing. We are assisting the world in getting up and focusing on the goal. Otherwise, what do they have? 
When my daughter was passing away at three and a half years old in intensive care in the hospital, her passing away was glorious. Prabhupada was there. She had tilak, garlands from the deities, devotees chanting, Prabhupada's books in her hands. And her, her little life, her short little life was focused. She was very focused. But the other children in the ward, they had Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse on their incubators and at their bed. And I was thinking, what are these people thinking? They don't know. They just don't know. They're innocent. And who are we? We are the responsible people to help these other souls find a focus. Otherwise, their life has no meaning. And they know it. It's not just about getting to the next position and getting the next thousands of dollars and <clears throat> maybe becoming a millionaire. What, what is the point? What is the point? And what do they have to give their children? A friend of my father's was a millionaire. He, um, there's a, a paint, a famous paint company, Glidden, or I can't remember the name of it. But that was his company. He formed that company, became a millionaire. And his kids went to hell. His kids became heavy drug addicts. And, you know, they had all this money, nothing. They didn't have anything because he didn't have anything to give them. If we're poor, fine. If we're devotionally rich, that's what we want. Being poor, there's so many devotees that we're poor. It's not the goal of life. We're not supposed to beat ourselves to try and become rich people. Prabhupada tried. Prabhupada tried because he wanted to use it for Krishna. He wanted to go to America. He wanted to spread Krishna consciousness. He tried. Krishna kept taking it away. Right? We know the story. Prabhupada's business was plundered by his own employees. He lost everything several times. And then when he finally left home, he was like a vagabond. He was like, a, a, you know, begging. He, was, he had nothing. Krishna put him in that situation and then glorified him immensely. In that condition, he was crying out to Krishna. He was always doing more and more and more. Krishna made it work that way. And when he came, finally came to America, who did he preach to? He didn't preach to the rich people who gave him money and built him temples. He preached to the poor, hippie, uh, dejected, rejected young people. How glorious. How amazing. And then he planted the seeds. And now we see the fructification of Prabhupada's work. Krishna did it in a specific way. Jad Bharat, his life, Krishna did it in a specific way. Right? It's a story that we always will remember because of the way it was given to us. So... Lord Chaitanya, he had a great example. Lord Chaitanya, he was born in a Brahminical family. 
that was not poor. They weren't rich, but they were not poor. And uh, he lived with his parents, and then he lived after his father departed. He was responsible. He was a responsible person. He showed by his example that uh, you know that he should take care of his mother and his wife and his parents. He told him when his brother left, he would take care of his family. And then his father passed away, and he did his duty. And then he started the Sankirtan movement. But then what happened? He developed his a higher consciousness. This was his example. And then a call came for him to save humanity. And how was he to do that? He said he couldn't do it in the position he was in. He needed to change his position. So for the mission, he took the renounced order of life. It wasn't doing his, on one hand, it wasn't doing his material responsibility to his mother and his wife, but at the same time, he made those arrangements that they were taking care of. And he went on in a renounced way to save humanity. The family of humanity. He gave up the uh, small world of his material family and he became part of the world family. He became a citizen of the world. He took sannyas. And he traveled and preached. And he preached and did sankirtan and had so many programs and did so many wonderful things for some time. But then what happened? Then he went even higher in his consciousness. And he became a kind of a recluse, right? His consciousness was so absorbed in Krishna that nothing mattered. His bodily pleasure, his bodily maintenance, his consciousness was, this, this was his, his example for us, like Jud Bharat. Jud Bharat was a living entity. Lord Chaitanya was the Supreme Lord. But he's giving us an example. Right? He lived a poor life. He didn't go after wealth and live a great opulent life. He went after Krishna. And and we see the progression. And then he became extremely renounced. He became detached from the world and immersed in love of God. But with that love, just like Bart, he was able to give a significant gift to the world. It's quite beautiful, Lord Chaitanya, how his pastimes unfold. So, what was his ability? He was in the forest, Jarikanda Forest. Right? And we see in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's a Majalila. 
Text 25. When the Lord passed through the solitary forest, chanting the holy name of Krishna, the tigers and elephants seeing him gave way. In other words, he and Balabhadra were, were traveling in a dangerous, uninhabited forest that nobody had ever entered. And the wild animals there were not used to people. But Lord Chaitanya was in a higher detached consciousness. And in that consciousness, he didn't see that there was danger. So as he went through the forest chanting, the elephants and the tigers, they let him pass. Text 26, when the Lord passed through the jungle in great ecstasy, packs of tigers, elephants, rhinoceroses, and boars came, and the Lord passed right through them. Balabhadra Bhattacharya was very much afraid to see them, but by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's influence, all of the animals stood to one side. One day, a tiger was lying on the path, and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, walking along the path in ecstatic love, touched the tiger with his feet. He, like Jud Bharat, he was not conscious of all of the normal things that we see with our mundane consciousness. The Lord said, chant the holy name of Krishna. The tiger immediately got up and began to dance and chant, Krishna, Krishna. Another day, while Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was bathing in a river, a herd of maddened elephants came there to drink water. While the Lord was bathing and murmuring the Gayatri Mantra, the elephants came before him. The Lord immediately splashed some water on the elephants and asked them to chant the names of Krishna. The elephants whose bodies were touched by the water, splashed by the Lord, began to chant Krishna, Krishna and dance and sing in ecstasy. <clears throat> some of the elephants fell to the ground and some screamed in ecstasy. Seeing this, Balabhatra Bhattacharya was completely astonished. So, we see that not, not only when we're in the consciousness of preaching are people affected, are living entities affected. It says that the Lord appears in all species of life. Right? So when someone is finally attains this higher consciousness, And we see people like Gorkishar Das Babaji, personalities that were Bamsivat, people that were totally renounced, but they have an effect on the consciousness of the planet. So the Lord was traveling and, and he was intentionally, he was seeing these wild animals and he was able to uplift them. And so any great soul who is on such a high platform is able to uplift people. Maybe they don't have a big preaching project, but they still can uplift people. We see when we go into town, people often recognize that we're different, even though we're not preaching to them. I've had several times people come up to me and say, oh, you're from the farm, right? Or you're from you're Hare Krishna, right? 
I say, how do you how do you know that? It's just something about you. It's like one time we were doing Harinam down in Wheeling, and Radnath Maharaj was with us, and it was just like such an ecstatic street kirtan, just kind of happened. And there was this woman. She was walking to work, and she had like her suit on and her high heels. And she was whatever, a secretary or who knows what she was. But she had just happened to pass through the kirtan party. And all of a sudden, she just threw her arms up in the air and started dancing. And she didn't know the words, but she was trying. And as soon as she passed through, she put her arms on and just kept walking as if nothing had happened. It was like she was spontaneously, instantaneously affected by the kirtan to such a point that it just like took her out of her normal material consciousness. So this higher consciousness is rare. It's not something we see all the time. Most of the devotees, we're, we're in the process, right? We're making advancement. We're on the path, which we want to stay on. We want to keep on going. So, so a rare personality, a rare advanced personality, like Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada could have stayed in Vrindavan and lived a reclusive life. But several things. He had an instruction, a direct instruction of a spiritual master. And he had the, the heart to come to the West and save humanity. So what did he do? It says often such an advanced person will come down to a lower platform of devotion in order to preach. And that's what Prabhupada did. He came down to a lower platform of devotional service and lived and rubbed shoulders and helped build a movement with a bunch of crazy, drugged-out hippies who he changed the heart of and reformed, just like Lord Chaitanya did with the animals. Changed the heart and reformed their consciousness and gave them a taste, a higher taste. It was his duty, it was his service to enliven the humanity, to start humanity in their march towards the personality of Godhead, is how Prabhupada often termed it. He kindly preached, he managed, he wrote, and by his example, he led humanity till that last breath towards the goal of life. He established a spiritual house in which the whole world could live. Srila Prabhupada is... It's not that it's just our duty to glorify Srila Prabhupada. It is our privilege, our honor, our good fortune that Prabhupada came and gave us life. Otherwise, we would be like every other living entity in this world, just totally baffled, afraid of death, and attached to things that are perishable and suffering. And then, 
after death suffering the result of our sinful activities. Right now we have an opportunity to purify ourselves with the holy name, purify ourselves with the association through hearing, associating with devotees. We have such great good fortune. And with that good fortune becomes, comes responsibility and Lord Chaitanya's own example and teachings to be humble, to be tolerant, to respect all others. If we don't follow these teachings, these few teachings of Lord Chaitanya in our progress of devotional service, we have missed the point. Right? If we become proud <coughs> and are always fault-finding and, you know, we're going down the wrong path. We need to keep the shikshastika prayers in our heart, in our mind, on our wall. And remember that the person who is saying this is the example and the person we're trying to please. So if someone says, give me water and you give them milk or vice versa, you haven't done what they've asked. If the Lord is telling us in this few slokas that he gave us to be tolerant and, and humble and respectful of all others, that's our, that's our path. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And that's what he wants. He didn't say white and we give him black. He said white and we give him white. So we gear our life in such a way that our chanting fructifies in a higher consciousness so that at some point in our eternal life we can become pure servants of the Lord and his pure devotees and become qualified to render some valuable service to them. So I will stop there. If anyone has any questions or concerns or additions or anything. Hare Krishna Mataji, Dundar Pranam, Jaisalapurupad. Such a wonderful, wonderful class, Mataji. Uh, it was, every instruction is practical and relating to the story of uh, Bharat Maharaj, even the, I like the pastimes of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you relate. That's so wonderful. Thank you. And you nicely, I mean, uh, in earlier session, you elaborated on how one can develop the attachment to the Sri Krishna and the devotional service and how one can be detached from the material life. That was, I like that point, Mataji. So wonderful. Thank you. Can I say that one time Prabhupada wrote to me and he said you should preach very nicely because we can we can preach by getting on a bandwagon and you know sometimes you see some preachers on the street and they're telling everyone about they're going to go to hell and they should change and you know Prabhupada said he told me I should preach very nicely as he did he preached 
Prabhupada preached strongly at the right time, of course, but he preached nicely. His was the attraction factor. He attracted the hearts and the minds of so many people that made them inspired to pick up this process. He told them about the goal of being free from pain and suffering and going back to Godhead where there's a beautiful life waiting for us in the service of the Lord. How this place is not our home. These things inspire us to go forward until we can reach the goal. <laughs> you are following 100% Srila Prabhupada's uh, instruction, Mataji. And when the instruction comes from devotees like you, they feel natural and it has the potency. And we feel like we can do it also. It gives a lot of, lot of courage and uh, hope when the instruction comes from the devotees like you, Mataji. That's so wonderful. Thank you, and I, I wish I was able to follow 100%. I, I also need prayer, prayers and blessings that I can seriously someday pick up my instructions from Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> Thank you. And you mentioned, Mataji, Srila Prabhupada started not with like wealthy people. He started like very, very run-down people, and he developed the moment. So, I, mean, uh, I was just thinking, uh, like if we have a ch uh, choice, like uh, approaching the, you know, not like normal people or health, I mean, wealthy people, is that the course, Mother, like wealthy people will not uh, convince or will, will not follow this process because they are in their own, own world. But in uh, the modern level people, they can able to relate and follow Krishna consciousness? Well, I think Prabhupada's situation was such that he had an audience with the young people. He was not prepared by circumstances to go into colleges and speaking engagements. Of course, he did in the Butler, Pennsylvania, he did a class. But somehow or other, his audience that Krishna sent him were these young people. But as, as he developed ISKCON, he developed programs for the rich people. Of course, anyone can become Krishna conscious. There's no impediment. Rich, being rich is not an impediment. And, but he used, like the, the life membership program, to, to build a society, you need money. So... But you need a base also. Prabhupada tried in India. He didn't make much headway. Somehow or other, this program worked. He okay. gathered these young people. They became enthusiastic. They also went after, well, they needed money. They had to be able to rent buildings or buy buildings. You know, in the beginning, they, they didn't really have anything. Tulsi Das, who I work with, he was saying when they went and opened the San Diego Temple, I believe it was San Diego Temple, they had nothing, absolutely nothing. And they had to figure out where to get some money. You know, they, I think they started selling incense on the street. I don't know. But he tells the story that they finally got enough money to rent a building. You know, I mean, in that position, how do you go preach to wealthy people? You can't even get in their door. 
Right? So it's Good. not wrong to preach to wealthy people, but it depends on the situation. I'm just saying you don't shy away from preaching to the poor people or, you know, those that are extreme, hippies, rainbow people, street people. You know, we don't exclude anyone. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> That's so nice. Now, so during your uh, lecture, Mata, you mentioned this consciousness, I mean, a higher consciousness is very rare. Why is that? I would like to hear a little bit more on that. Well, I mean, I mean, if we were all of that consciousness, why would we be here? <laughs> we're starting. We're starting where we're starting. Right. 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 It's like when right. you. When you go into a hospital, you don't expect healthy people. You expect sick people. So this is the hospital for sick souls, right? Mm -hmm. And, the, and the, the pure devotees are coming with their message to give medicine to those that are sick to help them get healthy, right? It's cool. not that we can't become so advanced. It said most of us are not so advanced. I mean, that it says that when Lord Chaitanya appeared, to my recollection, that all the souls in the universe went back to Godhead. Okay, but then they get, it gets filled up with people that are materially contaminated to different degrees. So you give the medicine like in a hospital the goal is to get the people better and out the door and healthy again right and when people get healthy again they're not in the hospital anymore I mean that's what I would think but that's my small vision on it <laughs> wonderful thank you so much Mataji yeah that's so nice sorry I forgot to ask you yeah, other devotees have any Concern comments for Mataji? Hare Krishna, Mataji, yeah, it was very nice to hear you every time. Uh, <laughs> such a nectarine and uh, uh, your experiences you share, that is really nice to hear every Thank you for your wonderful nectarine class. Thank you. I mean, I have to say, when Prabhupada came, most of us were in the West. We were raised in families that had never heard of Krishna. You know, it was the bare, as they say, bare bones people. We had no good habits. The general diet was, of course, meat in the, in the family. The general activity of our parents was some type of intoxication, generally alcohol, beer, football games. You know, it's not that we were had the good fortune of being raised in a family where Krishna was present on some level, pure activities were present on some level. 
but but somehow or other that was the situation and then when Krishna called us we were somehow or other able to drop everything and go on so so we don't always know in our preaching field where the the people are going to come from we want we want to keep it open for everyone Krishna can and if 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 Lord Chaitanya can enliven the the wild animals with his movement he can enliven anybody in any circumstance that's so powerful so we want to uh, you know just always give the message as much as possible and and I'm preaching to myself because I have fallen down from doing as much preaching outside of New Vrindavan. I used to have books with me everywhere I went. I used to wear my sari and tilak everywhere I went. And then when New Vrindavan went through its difficult time with the community, the out, out community, we had some very bad publicity. And I stopped doing that. But, uh, you know, it's actually important it's actually important that we represent ourselves. I was with somebody recently, somebody, a doctor, getting some tests, and I thought, well, I'm just going to tell them who I am. And I said, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm from the from New Vrindava and the community, the Palace of Gold, and I do this and I do that, and this is my diet, and, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, I've always thought about going there. But it's one of those things. I've just never made it there. I've lived in this area for 20 years, but I've never gone up to the palace. You know, that gave me an opportunity to give them some paperwork and encourage them to come and, you know, tell them I would meet them there and show them around. You know, we just have to uh, do our best. Srila Prabhupada gave us the very meaningful path to follow, practice, and how we can practically even uh, give to others as per our capacity. That's so wonderful. Yes. Prabhupada's example was, was just right for us. He, he, he dressed in such a way people knew who he was, that he was a spiritual person. What if he'd come over in the pants and suit with no tea lock and where would have where would it have gone? You know, I mean, not that we can't wear pants and suit if we're going to work or whatever, but to give people an opportunity to know who we are and hear this direction and method and processes. It's uh, the example of all these great souls. Yes, Madhvi, that is so true. Prabhupada made the, made the impact enough to, you know, get interested in others. Right, right. Okay, I think it is... Oh, it's only 8.31. Well, 
हरे कृष्णा माता जी थैंक यू हरे कृष्णा माता जी हरे कृष्णा थैंक यू सो मच नो माता जी आई ट्राई सो सो वंडरफुल क्लास माता जी एंड यू ऑलवेज शेयर युअर एक्सपीरियंसेस विथ श्री प्रोपा एंड अदर ऑल द ओल्डन थिंग ओल्डन स्टोरीज और पास्ट टाइम्स विथ ऑल्सो that was amazing and it's so inspiring that uh, when you share about your family you that the um, and you all are like americans or western devote western people are following this process uh, leaving everything back and coming into krishna consciousness and doing so much nice uh, like uh, uh, preaching to everyone that is so inspiring mata ji as a being indian we know krishna from birth but sometimes we don't take it seriously uh, like many i see back in the india when i visited there so that time i feel so sorry also pity you and for them so it is so inspiring that you all are taking this process and preaching and making us more sincere devotees thank you so much mata ji i remember one time um I was a head pujari in San Francisco years ago. I was like 22 years old and it was a huge building which I found out later fortunately I didn't know at the time that it had had been a uh, mortuary where the a funeral home where the dead bodies there was a elevator that went from the kitchen down to the the altar temple room and that was used to be to transport the dead bodies to, to different levels for different things and i found out later that my room that i stayed in was the embalming room i'm so glad i didn't know that at the time but and it was a very dark building mm. but uh we used to have a lots of prashadam and then the leftover prashadam would be in uh buckets in the place where the cars would park it was like a garage that was connected see when you have a funeral home you bring a body in in a hearse and you bring it up on a platform and put it in the elevator and you take it to whatever floor it needed to go to for the process of embalming and stuff so the the garage was kind of a closed huge huge garage not like not like we see in a house it was a a garage um almost in a warehouse looking thing so the leftover prashadam used to be put in these big 5 gallon buckets and out there and like sometime later i don't know if it was like a year later two years later someone was talking about the temple president from somewhere and i said oh really oh okay where you know where how did he join well he joined because he was a bum he was a street person and in those days you did not see a lot of street people like you see now people that live on the street it was very rare this man was a street per- person who was a bum as they say who would go into our garage in San Francisco and eat out of the buckets of the prashadam and it changed him so much 
that he became more and more purified and he actually in time became a temple president. It's like how powerful this movement is, how powerful Prashadam is. Malati told me one time that Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj, whenever he got Mahaprasad, would circumambulate the Mahaprasad before taking it. Amazing. Yes, Mother, it's totally amazing. This process, all Gurushila Prabhupada, because of him, we are here today. It's true. Well, there's a whole line of devotees with so many books and so many, so many pastimes, you know, <coughs> Lord Chaitanya's associates, and before that, you've got <coughs> so many other great souls. Anyway, Prabhupada put it all together for us. That's amazing. That's Prabhupada's gift. He was able to put the whole picture together for us. Otherwise, if we just got the teachings of Ramanujacharya, just got the teachings of Sanat Goswami and didn't know who he was, it would be much more difficult. If for me, it would be impossible. But all right. Anyone yes, else have anything more to say? Like Prabhupada says, Prabhupada gave us a full package. Like we can uh, we can make devotees through try to make them devotees or to give the music, prasad, food, right, books. Devotee Association is a full package. Somehow or other, if some poor person or any person come into contact of devotees, he is going to be Krishna devotee. So that is a full package of Srila Prabhupada. Right, the opportunity is there. All right, time for me to go. Um, yes, Thank you so much. Unless anyone else has any questions or comments.